You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. Karen, we'll have more on the markets in a minute. But first, we have a major development in the race for the White House. The Colorado Supreme Court has ruled Donald Trump cannot appear on the presidential primary ballot in that state. We have team coverage, beginning with Bloomberg's Ed Baxter. The ruling while at the same time pausing it to allow the U.S. Supreme Court to rule. The Colorado court said under the 14th Amendment, Trump qualified as an insurrectionist and therefore cannot hold office, thereby taking him off the ballot. So among the issues for the highest court, whether Trump is actually an insurrectionist and whether the 14th Amendment refers to the office of president. Trump's attorneys say they will appeal and his campaign has issued a statement. So reading verbatim here, unsurprisingly, The all-Democrat-appointed Colorado Supreme Court has ruled against President Trump supporting a Soros-funded left-wing group scheme to interfere in an election on behalf of crooked Joe Biden. Verbatim from the statement. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Ed, thanks. Well, the Colorado decision comes just weeks before the first votes will be cast in the Republican presidential race. Bloomberg News Managing Editor Derek Walbank continues our team coverage. Trump will be going before voters in the first primary state uh, of Iowa, where they have caucuses. And Trump is right now well above 50 percent support in Iowa. He's got a 30 point plus lead in the polls. And so very soon, the decision that was taken in Colorado will come into immense conflict with the state of Iowa, where he is right now polling like he's going to win. And Bloomberg's Derek Wallbank notes those Iowa caucuses are less than four weeks away. And former President Trump was back in Iowa last night, Karen. He didn't mention the Colorado ruling, but he did double down on anti-immigrant rhetoric that's had members of both parties comparing his words to Adolf Hitler. They're ruining our country. And it's true. They're destroying the blood of our country. That's what they're doing. They're destroying our country. They don't like it when I said that. And I never read Mein Kampf. They said, oh, Hitler said that in a much different way. No, they're coming from all over the world. The former president made those comments at a stop in Waterloo, Iowa. At his own campaign fundraiser last night, President Biden warned donors that America could lose its democracy if Trump wins the White House next year. Well, Nathan, we now turn to the latest developments in the Middle East. Israeli President Isaac Herzog says his country is prepared to agree to a second humanitarian pause in fighting in exchange for the return of more hostages held by Hamas. And Hamas says its top leader has arrived in Cairo for talks. Here's White House National Security spokesperson John Kirby. We do support 
smaller, more localized, more targeted humanitarian pauses to get hostages out and to get more aid in. White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby says Hamas still holds about 129 of the 240 or more people it abducted in October. Meanwhile, Karen, Ukraine heads into the new year with no guarantee of more U.S. aid. Lawmakers have been at an impasse over more than $60 billion in fresh assistance. Now they have abandoned efforts to reach a deal before their holiday break. Here's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. The bottom line. Both Democrats and Republicans understand that there's more work to do to pass legislation protecting America's security and the security of the Western world. Again, that's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Republican lawmakers are demanding more restrictive border and immigration policies in exchange for war aid. Well, turning to the markets now, Nathan, stocks entering the day in record territory, despite repeated warnings from policymakers reining in expectations for rate cuts. Both the Dow and the Nasdaq closed at all-time highs yesterday. Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostic says he does not see urgency to lower rates next year. I'm thinking inflation is going to come down relatively slowly in the next six months which means that there's not going to be urgency for us to start to pull off of our restrictive stance. And like Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bostic, Chicago Fed President Austin Goolsby, and the Cleveland Fed's Loretta Mester are all suggesting that rate cut expectations are premature. Well, talk of rate cuts in Europe is heating up, Karen, after the latest read on inflation there. Let's go to London and get the latest with Bloomberg's Ewan Potts. Ewan. Nathan and Karen, a Christmas miracle for the UK government. Well, maybe not quite a miracle, but very welcome progress on the UK's inflation problem. Consumer prices rose 3.9% in the year to November, down from 4.6% the previous month, and a much sharper slowdown than forecast. The pound is lower on the news as traders ramp up bets on interest rate cuts by the Bank of England next year. A bit of festive cheer for borrowers five days before Christmas. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Ewan, thank you. Staying in Europe, shares of Argenics have lost about a third of their value in Brussels this morning. The Dutch biotech's only medicine did not help patients with a rare skin disorder. Depository receipts of Argenics trading in the U.S. are plunging. Right now, they're down about 30 percent. And shares of FedEx are down about 9.5 percent, Karen. That company reported profit below analyst expectations. More from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. Cost cuts were not enough to make up for volume declines at the air freight and trucking units amid a lingering cargo recession. The company also lowered its sales forecast for the fiscal year, ending May 31st. This year's peak shipping season has been muted as consumers return to stores and contend with inflation and higher interest rates, denting buying power. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Charlie, thank you. Futures pointing a touch lower this morning. S&P futures are down about a tenth of one percent. NASDAQ futures are three tenths of one percent lower. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. And now with a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world, we're joined by Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Michael. Thank you very much, Nathan. The cost of insuring vessels that will transit the Red Sea jumped again this week after mounting attacks in the region forced some ships to avoid the vital waterway. Cover has now surged to about half a percent of the value of the ship's hull, according to experts involved in the market. That's a sharp increase from earlier this month when costs were pegged at around 0.1%. It comes as the Pentagon established a multinational naval task force to protect commercial ships from Houthi missile and drone attacks in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. Such attacks have escalated in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller. 
There is no justification for these attacks on global commerce, and we hope the world will join us in condemning these attacks and working to stop them. The task force named Operation Prosperity Guardian involves 10 nations, including the UK and Canada. New York State is authorizing a commission to consider reparations for its role in perpetuating historic discrimination against blacks. Governor Kathy Hochul held a signing ceremony for the Reparations Commission. It doesn't mean fixing the past, undoing what happened. We can't do that. No one can. But it does mean more than giving people a simple apology 150 years later. Governor Hochul says it is a key step in confronting the state's legacy of slavery and the resulting racial gaps in wealth, employment, housing, and criminal justice. Reverend Al Sharpton. This is a very historic day because it's the beginning of a process to repair damage done. California launched the first state task force to develop reparation proposals for blacks in 2020. We're learning more about the cinnamon behind hundreds of lead poisonings linked to applesauce. Cinnamon at a plant in Ecuador which manufactured applesauce pouches now linked hundreds of lead poisoning nationwide has now tested positive for lead concentrations thousands of times higher than what experts consider safe. FDA officials are looking into whether the cinnamon may have been intentionally contaminated by sellers looking to inflate the amount of money they could get for the spice. Global News 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Michael Barr and this is Bloomberg Nathan. Okay, Michael, thank you. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update, brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Good morning, John Stashauer. Good morning, Nathan. Ever since the fourth snap of the Jets season when Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, there's been constant speculation about a Rodgers' return at some point. Yesterday on ESPN, he made it all but official. He won't make it back. Back Rodgers admitted he's not 100%, said the hope was the Jets would make the playoffs without him, and then he'd return. Jets have no chance to make the playoffs, but Rodgers indicated he'd like to play next year and the year after. He was effusive in his praise of his new I, I felt like when I came here that I got uh, kind of a renewed passion and love for the game. And everything has been uh, amazing here. Just the people I've gotten to work with, the relationships I've gotten to form with my teammates and the amazing men and women that work here at One Just Drive has, has been really special. Jets QB Sunday will be either Zach Wilson or Trevor Simeon. Wilson's in concussion protocol. NBA Celtics came in tied for the best record. Warriors still under 500, but Golden State won in overtime. 132-126. Steph Curry scored 33. Damian Lillard scored 40. Milwaukee be lowly. San Antonio Kevin Durant's 40. Not enough in a Phoenix loss at Portland. And Memphis by two at New Orleans on a game-winning shot by John Morant in his first game of the season, returning from a 25-game suspension. Knicks and Nets meet tonight in Brooklyn and Toronto. Toronto Rangers third straight win 5-2. Islanders beat Edmonton 3-1. Flyers beat the Devils in overtime. Bruins lost in OT to Minnesota. And the Columbus Blue Jackets with their most goals in seven years, a 9-4 win at Buffalo. Top 25 teams met in college hoops. Memphis by 23 over Virginia. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sport. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. 
Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common... It's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. It is another first in the norm-breaking political career of Donald Trump. For the first time, a court has found the former president ineligible to run again for the White House. Because of his actions on January 6, 2021, this ruling from the Colorado Supreme Court under the Constitution's Insurrection Clause in the 14th Amendment is now headed for a test before the U.S. Supreme Court. And for more, we're joined by Terry Haynes, the founder of Pangea Policy. Terry, good morning. Your reaction to this ruling? Hi, Nathan. Good morning. Uh, The thing to understand here is the sort of obvious. Uh, This won't be over uh, quickly, firstly. Uh, the Supreme Court of the United States almost certainly takes this up uh, because there are two federal rights that are implicated. Uh, first, the uh, 14th Amendment's insurrection clause, uh, which has never really been interpreted by the court. Uh, but you know, whatever else you can say about this ruling, uh, state courts are not meant to be the final arbiters of federal rights. So, uh, so you know, this is going to go to the Supreme Court, who will take, which will take it up just for the 14th Amendment uh, matter alone. And then there's a matter uh, that uh, the three dissenting Colorado justices, three out of seven, so this is hardly a a unanimous ruling or anything close to it, Uh, the three dissenting justices point out, uh, which is a Fifth Amendment due process claim, uh, the idea that uh, procedural due process needs to apply here and whatever else you can say about the state process, uh, what we're talking about here is the appeal of in the in Colorado is the appeal of a state court uh, trial ruling that in a trial that had that started less than two months ago. So the idea that such an important federal right as the ability to run for office uh, can be uh, can can be ended in a state by uh, a state court. You know, in a quick uh, trial proceeding uh, is also something that I think the court takes up. In both cases, I think the uh, uh, the Supreme Court overturns uh, Colorado. Uh, but 
in terms of practical impact, uh, this is the beginning of a lot of legal challenges, both on primary ballots, which is what Colorado is, and uh, in a, and also uh, proceedings to take Trump off the ballot in the general election. And those haven't even really started yet. So sorry to go on, but okay. uh, there's a lot of complexity here. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Uh, well, I want to ask you whether there is whether there could be a difference for the Supreme Court when it comes to the question of primary versus general election ballots. I mean, that, that, that's a pretty significant difference, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's a significant difference. But in terms of the constitutional questions, the constitutional question uh, here is really the same. Uh, you know, firstly, uh, whether the whether the candidate or, you know, kind of what the scope of the insurrection clause is. And not only is the insurrection clause been around since, you know, just after the Civil War, 1868, uh, but one section of the 14th Amendment gives the, the Congress the sole ability to uh, put laws together to interpret that and enforce it. And Congress never really did that. Uh, that Congress kind of did the opposite. They engaged as the years went on in more and more amnesties of, uh, of Confederates that uh, were subject to the clause. So, uh, you know, there's a situation where this part of the Constitution has never been interpreted by the Supreme Court, firstly, and secondly, Congress has never really tried to enforce it in a uh, in a consistent manner. So that uh, that kind of cries out all, all by itself for a uh, Supreme Court ruling here, because whatever else you can say about Trump or the insurrection claim or anything else, uh, it is, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's, you know, the the background that I just cited here, the very quick trial, the, uh, the, the perceived lack of due process by three Colorado justices, I think makes this a, a case ripe for the Supreme Court, and they've, got, they've really got to step in. We only have about a minute left here, Terry, but uh, we know that the former president has been able to uh, rally support around all these legal challenges he's been facing. With the Supreme Court potentially coming into this and deciding this constitutional question, what could that mean for Democratic support for President Biden? Well, I think it... uh, I think it firms it up a tiny bit, uh, firstly. Secondly, uh, you know, it makes uh, the, the – it'll be what, – what'll be – the case that'll be made is that Biden, uh, you know, needs to be the preserver of democracy and all the rest. And, you know, that'll have some uh, some resonance. The other thing I would say about Trump is really it's a fork in the road. Uh, on the one hand, you can see his supporters uh, really feeling like he's uh, – his claims that he's being singled out or validated. But on the other hand, it may cause voters in early primary states to seek an alternative. We don't know that, but we will in the next few weeks. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak.
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.